0: I'm Pastor Richard Gamble, and the following message is made available by First Baptist Church of Bastrop, Louisiana. To find out more about First Baptist Bastrop, go to www.firstbastrop.org. That's www.firstbastrop.org. Well, if you have your Bibles with you this morning, open with me to Deuteronomy chapter 11. Deuteronomy chapter 11. Today we'll be looking at verses uh, 26 through 32 wrapping up this section of Deuteronomy Deuteronomy 11 26 through 32 and if you don't have a bible with you you can grab one of the pew bibles there And then the pew bible it's page 146 page 146 in the pew bible And if you don't have a bible of your own then uh, please take that pew bible with you today And that's our gift to you we want everybody to have a copy of god's word So please take that and and use it it will certainly bless your life You know, not too long ago, I I had to purchase a new cell phone. Mine was just worn out, and I drugged my feet as long as I could. But uh, every time Mary Beth called me, she said, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Your phone's breaking up. And everybody was having that trouble. So I finally had to break down and buy a new phone. But I didn't want to because, you know, there's so many choices, (laughs) I'm a Samsung guy, and just with the Samsung phones, there's so many choices, and so having to decide which phone to actually get, I, I didn't want to have to go through that. I was happily, I was happy with the one I had. I knew it worked well, at least up until it quit. So, uh, you know, I didn't want to buy a new phone. And that's how it is with so many things these days. I mean, there's so many choices out there, not just with cell phones, but with computers. We just had to buy a bunch of new computers here at the office, and same things. There's so many choices, so many to to wade through. This has that, and that one has this other little thing. And so, which one do you choose? And vehicles. I mean, my goodness, there's so many different kinds of vehicles out there. And so, uh, there's just choice after choice after choice. We're flooded with choices And it seems so difficult uh, to wade through all of those choices. But you know what? With life, ultimately it's far simpler than that. In life, really there are only two ways to live. There's two ways to live. One way leads to eternal blessing. And the other way leads to eternal curse. That's it. There's not a third choice. There's not a fourth choice. There's not a fifth choice. There's two ways to live. One way to live leads to eternal blessing. And the other way leads to eternal curse. And that's the whole point of today's message. That's the point of today's text. As we come down to this final section of, of this part of Deuteronomy, you remember where we are. Uh, for all all y'all who have been here, Moses is preaching. He's preaching to the people of Israel. This is one of his last sermons to them before he, he dies and, and they go into the land of promise. And right now he's preaching to them a, a sermon about the, the Decalogue, the, the Ten Commandments. These laws of God, the laws of the covenant, the covenant that God had made with Israel, they would, He would be their God and they would be His people and they would follow Him and obey His law. And Moses is now expounding on that law, those Ten Commandments. And chapter 6 through 11 is all about that first commandment. You shall have no other gods before Yahweh. And if you've been here, you know that law ultimately means that the principle there is to give wholehearted allegiance to Yahweh. Give wholehearted allegiance to God. That's what Moses is calling the people of Israel to do, and that's what he's calling us to do. We we need to give wholehearted allegiance to God. And now as he he comes down to the final little section of, of this this point right this point one for moses it's taken us weeks to get through it but this is point one for moses to give wholehearted allegiance to god he reminds the israelites this is kind of his invitation for this one point he reminds them that they have a choice to make there's two ways to live you either live in allegiance to yahweh or you live in rebellion Allegiance leads to eternal blessing but rebellion leads to eternal curse and he leaves them with this 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 invitation which way will you choose and that's what today is all about today we have before us the way of blessing and the way of curse which way will you choose Which way shall you follow? So, as we get into this, if you found your place there in Deuteronomy, please stand with me in reverence to the reading of God's holy word. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 26. Hear the word of the Lord. See, I am sending before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you today and the curse if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God but turn aside from the way that I am commanding you today to go after other gods that you have not known. And when the Lord your God brings you into the land that you are entering to take possession of it you shall set the blessing on Mount Gerizim and the curse on Mount Elba. And they, are they not beyond the Jordan, west of the road, toward the going down of the sun in the land of the Canaanites who live in the Arabah opposite Gilgal, beside the oak of Moray? For you are to cross over the Jordan to go in to take possession of the land that the Lord your God is giving you. And when you possess it and live in it, you shall be careful to do all the statutes and the rules that I am setting before you today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your holy, inspired, and inerrant word. And Lord, we pray that you will write its eternal truth on our hearts today. Lord, let us see the choice set before us. And Father, give us the strength Give us the will to follow the way of blessing. The way of eternal life. Let's give wholehearted allegiance to you. These things I pray in Christ's name. Amen. So Moses sets before the people two ways to live. The way of blessing and the way of the curse and so as we began to look at this first of all we see the way of the blessing the way of blessing and the way of allegiance is the way of blessing that's what Moses is getting at here in our text the way of allegiance following wholeheartedly after the Lord that is the way of blessing notice what he says there again at the beginning see i am setting before you today a blessing and a curse the blessing if you obey the commandments of the lord your god which i command you today obeying obedience to god's commandments is the way of allegiance it's walking in the way of the lord Right, It's trusting His leadership, trusting that His rules and commandments are for your good. Right, They're not just to put a burden on you, but they are for your good. It's having faith in God, having faith in His Word, and giving your wholehearted allegiance to Him. I will follow you, Lord, wherever you lead me. You are my God. I am your child. I give myself over completely to you. It's to have no other gods, no other authorities over Yahweh our God. That's what Moses is calling the people of Israel to do. This is the way of the blessing. It's to give wholehearted allegiance to God. Trust in Him. Put your faith completely in Him. And not turning away from following after Him. And when this is the way of life, when we give our wholehearted allegiance to God, when we trust in Him, put our faith in Him, and give our allegiance to Him, God responds to that allegiance with His blessings. With His blessings. And that's what He was promising Israel. As Moses is preaching to the Israelites, this is the way of the blessing. This is the way of the covenantal blessings that God promised you when He made His covenant with you. He promised to give you this land. He promised to give you riches and wealth. And sure enough, that's what God gave them when they lived in allegiance to Him. Now, when you go on through the Old Testament you see that really there was only one time that they really, the Israelites really experienced the covenantal blessings of God. They had their ups and downs, you might say, but a lot of it was spent down here, right? Because a lot of the times they chose the way of the curse. But there was one time in Israel's history when they really pursued God, and, and that was during the time the reign of King David and the first half of the reign of King Solomon. During all of King David's reign, of course, God, uh, David was the king, the man after God's own heart. And he pursued God. Yes, he had his failures. We know his failures. He had his ups and downs. And he, he certainly had his sins. And God disciplined him for his sins. But that's, the way, that's what God promises his children, Right. God promises His children, hey, you're going to stumble and you're going to fall and, and I'm going to discipline you when, you when you disobey and when you sin, but I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to be a father to you. And so David experienced that, but, but David's reign uh, predominantly was a reign of pursuing God, of having no other gods before Yahweh his God. And King Solomon, he, he got off on the right foot and during the first half of his reign, he, he f- followed wholeheartedly after God. It was only in his latter years that Scripture tells us he turned away. He married all them women, right? And all those women led it heart away. No, it wasn't just the women, but it was the, the women he, he chose, right? The women he married. But, but during the first half of his reign, he pursued God. And notice what Scripture tells us. In 1 Kings chapter 10, verse 21... All King Solomon's drinking vessels were of gold. And all the vessels of the house of the forest of Lebanon were of pure, pure gold. None were of silver. Silver was not considered as anything in the days of Solomon. Now, think about that. Silver is a precious metal. Right, a, lot of, a lot of you ladies like to wear silver jewelry because it's a precious metal, it's valuable. It has value. But in the days of Solomon, it was nothing. It was nothing. Think about this. We, we always have this saying, find a penny, pick it up, and all day long you'll have a good luck. But how many of you actually stop and bend over and pick, a pe- pick up a penny when you come by it? I haven't done that in a long time. Why? Because a penny is it's really not worth much. I mean, it's a penny. And in our day and time, a penny's not worth much. How often have you had two or three cents change and said, oh, no, no, just put it in the pot on the side. I don't need that. Because a penny is not worth much. Well, that's what it was like for silver in the days of Solomon. Silver was like a penny. Ah, I'm not going to worry with that. No need to worry with the silver. It's, it's just gold. That's where it's at, right? We won't go. Silver is, was nothing. Why? Because God had opened up the doors of blessing. Because Israel was faithful to the covenant and they were following after him and god was faithful to bless them but you know all of those blessings that god poured out upon israel in the king in the days of king david and king solomon those were temporary blessings those were temporary blessings that ultimately faded away and went away all of those temporary blessings, you know, are meant to point us to a greater blessing that God promises to his people, to those who give their whole heart of allegiance to him in eternity. All of the promises of God find their yes and amen ultimately in Jesus Christ. And for us, we have not just the temporary blessings of gold and silver, but we have eternal blessings promised to us when we give our whole heart allegiance to Yahweh, the Redeemer who we know as Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came to fulfill the covenant by His precious blood, as the praise team just sang about. He poured out His precious blood to confirm the covenant. The new covenant that we have. And when we give our wholehearted allegiance to Jesus Christ, He promises us not temporary blessings here and now, but eternal blessings in His eternal kingdom. The way of allegiance to Christ, dear friend, is the way of eternal blessings. And we see this in the New Testament. Jesus is the good shepherd in John's gospel and in John chapter 10 verses 27 through 30 Jesus tells him my, tells us that my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me they follow me now Jesus is not just talking about they follow him around Uh, he's not just saying my sheep follow me around like uh, just follow me around through my ministry from here to there and yonder that's not what he's saying because there was a lot of people that followed jesus around but didn't hear his voice didn't know him there were a lot of people like the pharisees and the scribes and and the, the priests who followed jesus around to try to catch him in an error and to bring him down But what Jesus says when he says, My sheep hear my voice and they follow me, he he means they give their allegiance to me. They put their faith, their trust in me, and they follow after my way. They pursue my way of life. See this in contrast to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, Paul talking to the church in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins. That's before you came to Christ. Before we came to Christ, we were dead in our trespasses and sins. In which you once walked, watch this, following, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. See, there's two ways to live. You can follow Jesus. Jesus. Follow His way of life. Pursue Him. Give your allegiance to Him or you can follow the course of this world. Follow the prince of the power of the air. Follow after the devil. Follow His way. But following after His way is the way of death. But what does Jesus say? My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life. I give them eternal life and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them Out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. My sheep hear my voice. They follow me. And I give them eternal life. They will never perish. You see the eternal blessing that Jesus promises those who give their allegiance to him. You know this has been a. Hard week for us at First Bastrop because we have lost two beloved sisters and our hearts are broken. But we know the glory of this promise because those sisters gave their wholehearted allegiance to Jesus Christ. They haven't perished, they've not perished. Their bodies have perished for a little while, but they haven't perished because Scripture tells us to be apart from the body is to be in the presence of the Lord. They're alive and well with the Lord. Our hearts break because they've gone on a journey, right? They've gone to another land for a little while, but they've not perished. They have not perished. Perished. And when you flip on over there to 1 Corinthians, you know that one day, even that old body that has perished will one day put on the imperishable. The mortal will put on immortality. And even that body will be given new life, eternal life, in God's eternal kingdom. And that's the hope and the promise of everyone who gives their wholehearted allegiance to Jesus Christ Jesus says my sheep hear my voice I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life oh the wonderful blessing the assurance of that eternal blessing that we have when we give our allegiance to Jesus Christ the way of allegiance to Christ, is the way to eternal blessing. So the way of allegiance is the way of blessing. Now, let us contrast that to the other way to live. The way of the curse. The way of treason we see here is the way of curse. The way of treason. And when you think about treason, I know when I think about treason, when I was thinking about treason this week, I thought about Benedict Arnold. Benedict Arnold was a, 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 one of George Washington's most trusted generals until he defected to the British. But now his name has become synonymous with treason. Treason is defecting to the enemy. It is turning away from God turning away from Jesus, and serving the gods of this world. Serving some other power. Some other authority. We see that even in our text. Disobeying God's commandments is the way of treason. Notice what he says there in verse uh, 28. "I, I set before you today a blessing and a curse. And the curse, if you do not obey the commandments of the Lord your God... But turn aside from the way that I am commanding you today to go after other gods that you have not known. You see, this is the way of treason. That's what Moses is saying. Here's your God who has made a covenant with you. And you've made a covenant with Him. You said, yes, we will be His people. He shall be our God. We will be His people. Israel, you've made this covenant with God. Now, go the way of the Lord. If not, you have the way of curse if you commit treason... If you abandon the way of the Lord, instead of following after the Lord, you follow some other way. Instead of following the Lord and giving your allegiance to Yahweh, you follow after the other gods of this world. That is high treason. It's defecting to the enemy, it's following the course of this world. The prince of the power of the air. You see, all of those other gods that Israel worshipped and followed ultimately they were just stand stand for the one prince of the power of the air the devil you see we either follow an allegiance to god or we give our allegiance to the way of this world the way of the devil and when we go that way we commit high treason against the holy and glorious god Ultimately, that's what Israel did. You read their history as they went on. They chose the way of treason and curse came upon them. Here's just an example. In Jeremiah chapter 18, God is calling down a curse on the people of Israel. Therefore, thus says the Lord, ask among the nations, who has heard the likes of? The like of this. The virgin Israel has done a very horrible thing. Does the snow of Lebanon leave the crags of Syrian? Do the mountain waters run dry, the cold flowing streams? But my people have forgotten me. They make offerings to false gods. They made them stumbling, they made them stumble in their ways, in the ancient roads, and to walk into side roads, not the highway, making their their land a horror, a thing to be hissed at forever. Everyone who passes by it is horrified and shakes his head. Like the east wind. I will scatter them before the enemy. I will show them my back, not my face, in the day of their calamity. You see God is what God is telling Israel. Israel, you've committed high treason. You've turned your back on my way. And you followed the course of this world. You followed the other gods. You followed the prince of the power of the air. And now because of your covenantal abandonment, I'm going to abandon you. I'm going to show you my back. I'm going to turn my back on you. And I'm going to let you be scattered like dust in the wind. And that's ultimately what happened to Israel. Israel, the northern kingdom of Israel, they were conquered by the Assyrians and the Assyrians took them and scattered them throughout their empire. A hundred years or so later, the Babylonians came into the southern empire to to uh, Judah and Jerusalem. And the Babylonians conquered them and scattered them among Their empire. All because of their covenantal abandonment. They turned their back on God. They chose the way of this world over Yahweh. And they received the curse. The way of treason against Christ, dear friend, is the way of eternal curse. That's what we need to understand today. The way of treason against Christ is the way of eternal curse. There is no let me let me tell you this. Let me get this. I want you to hear me. Everyone, ears open, because there's a lot of people out there who call themselves Christians. They've walked the aisle. They've been baptized in the baptismal waters. They've got their name on a roll, but they've never given their allegiance to Christ. They call themselves Christians, but they are not. And I want you to hear me today. Because this is what scares me. For so many people in the church today, There's so many people living a lie. But I want you to hear this. There is zero, zero eternal security for those who are living in open, unrepentant sin. I don't care if you call yourself a Christian. I don't care if you've walked this aisle. I don't care if you've said a prayer. I don't care if you've been dunked in the waters. I don't care. If your life says that you have abandoned Christ, instead of giving your allegiance to Christ, the evidence is in your life. And Scripture, not me saying this, Scripture makes that absolutely positively clear. 1 John chapter 3, verse 4 through 10. Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. Now, notice what he says there. He's not saying that everyone who sins because no one's perfect. I sin every day of my life. Everyone here sins every day of your life. We all sin. But notice what he says there. Everyone who practice, who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that He, that is Jesus, appeared in order to take away sins. And in Him there is no sin. No one who abides in Him keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous, as he is righteous. And whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. No one born of God makes a practice of sinning. For God's seed abides in Him. That is, the Holy Spirit. The seed abides in Him. And He cannot keep on sinning because He has been born of God. By this it is evident who are the children of God and who are the children of the devil. Whoever does not practice righteousness is not of God, nor is the one who does not love his brother. It doesn't get much clearer than that. There are a lot of people who call themselves Christians. Many of them whose names are on the roll of this church. And they're living in open, unrepentant sin. Right? We all sin. But when a true believer sins, there's, there's heartbreak. There's conviction because the seed of God, the Holy Spirit of God, lives in us. And we can't continue in that. We need to repent. We need to confess that to God. We, we have that desire, that drive. Because God is working in us. But dear friend, if you can live in sin and not feel that conviction day and night practice that same sin night after night, day after day, living in sin, and that doesn't bother you one bit? Your allegiance is not with Jesus Christ. Your heart has not been changed. You are not a new person. You are still the old person. You're living in the old ways. And the only hope for you is to turn to Jesus. Stop where you are. Turn to Jesus. Trust in Him. And He will transform your life. He will make it so that you can't stay there. You can't live in that sinful condition. You've got to get out. He will transform you. By the power of His blood and by the power of the Holy Spirit, He will change your life. Far too many people, they're satisfied in their sin. They're satisfied following the course of this world because, hey, that's the easy life. That's the life that the world says brings you happiness and joy and they're satisfied. Give me a little Jesus on the weekend so I can feel good about myself, but I'm going to follow the course of this world. And they think because their name's on a roll, they think because they've said a prayer, they think because they've been dunked in the waters, they think they're good. But there's only two ways to live. You either live in allegiance to Jesus Christ. You follow His way. Or you live in the ways of this world. Following the prince of the power of the air. Jesus' way leads to eternal life. The world's way leads to eternal damnation. The question is, which one will you choose? That's the choice that is before us, and that's the choice that Moses gave Israel. Here's the way to... here's, Here's the two options. Here's the two options. It's the way of the blessing or the way of the curse. Which will you choose? Every single one of us, as we're born... We are born following the course of this world. We're following the prince of the power of the air. By our natural inclination, that's the way we go. That's the easy road. That's the the broad road that leads to eternal destruction. And that's the way we are going. But the choice is set before us. Will we continue that path? Or will we hear Jesus calling? When we turn around away from that way of life and turn to Jesus and follow after Jesus and trust in Jesus. He has given his life for us. He has sacrificed it all for us. Will we trust him? Will we obey him? Will we know that he has our best interests in heart? Will we follow after him? We will give our whole heart allegiance to him. Which way shall we go? Which way will you go? Will you continue following the way of this world? Or will you turn and follow Jesus? Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have set before us today. Blessing or curse? Eternal life or eternal death? For many here in this room, there are many who have chosen life and they are following after Jesus. No, it's not perfect. No, there's sin, there's stumbles along the way. But even, Lord, when we stumble, You're there to pick us up. To do what's necessary to get us back on track. But for others, Lord, they're following the way of this world. They're following the prince of the power of the air. They're following the devil. They're believing his lies. They're trusting him rather than trusting You. And they're pursuing a life that promises joy and happiness but only leads in eternal damnation. Oh, Father, let them see today. Wake them up. Open their eyes. Let them see Jesus. Put their faith, hope, and trust in Him today. This I pray in Christ's name. Amen.